This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 381, and I'm excited about today's show. We're going to bring on a U.S. Open champion from just just recently, uh, 70 kilograms in a wild finals match, which we're going to get to that later on the show. We're going to watch it with him, but it's Tyler Berger. Tyler, thanks for joining the show, man. How you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. All right. Like I said, I, I want to talk to U.S. Open and get to that and talk Final X, but... I want to kind of go back, I guess it's been, I don't know exactly, two years or there was California, now you're in Pennsylvania, but well, it was Nebraska, California, Pennsylvania. So I just want to talk to me about the move to first to California, how that came about and uh, and what that experience was like. Yeah, so getting out of Lincoln was, I just randomly gotten reached out to of a training opportunity to go out there and I wasn't really thinking about moving, but when the opportunity presented itself, I was talking to my fiance at the time, now wife, and the the idea kind of excited me of being able to, I knew Chenzo, uh, Vincenzo Joseph was going to be out there, and I knew Shane Griffith was out there and um, a few other guys on the team, and so I just figured I'd been in Nebraska for seven years, and so... I kind of was looking the idea of something new excited me and I figured that I was confident in my ability to have success anywhere. And I thought going out and trying something new would push me. And um, I wanted to train with Vincenzo badly. I wanted to train with a guy that had been at Penn state and just kind of see how they operated. And um, yeah, Vincenzo was a great friend, mentor, teammate um, and learned a lot. Cool. I guess, first of all, just they seem obvious, but tell me the differences about living in, you know, Nebraska versus California. Oh, my gosh, dude, sun every day. I was out in the sun every day. We we were living the dream. It was like all my roommates, we we couldn't believe like we 
it just made wrestling easier. You'd be cutting weight and walk outside and your palm trees and sun and like, man, this isn't that bad, you know, versus Nebraska winters, you're cold, you're cutting weight, you're sore, you know, just everything just hurts. Um, so yeah, just the, the whole environment of California was amazing. And, uh, yeah, we had a good community out there. So it was just uh, a lot more relaxed, I would say. And then I guess to the training part, right, you were excited. You wanted to get trained with Chenzo because obviously whatever they're doing over in Happy Valley is really effective. And on top of that, he's, you know, really good wrestler and a, and a kind of a unique field of heavy hips. And he's, he's good in a lot of different positions. So t- talk to me about, well, first, just specifically Vincenzo and what you when we learned from him, whether mentally, tactically, ap- approach wise and or physically on the mat. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just getting my hands on him, and uh, he's he's an incredible wrestler. So it was hard not to get better feeling that. But just mentally too, the way he approached things, um, he he's a dog, and the way that he trained was was cool to see. Uh, the way he would beat guys up, and the way he would have fun with the sport. And I, I remember distinctly going into the World Team Trials of twenty twenty two would be and. He, we we were just kind of hanging out and he just randomly started a conversation of like, man, I'm, I'm like really excited to just compete. He goes, I'm really thankful that we get to do this together. And um, he's like, win or lose. I just, I really want to lay it on the line. And it was just like everything that you had seen of Vincenzo Joseph in the background, like that's the way he was talking about it too, of like, he he's thankful for the opportunity to compete. He's excited about it. And he's willing to take risks. And so just like those small moments, that one stuck out to me in particular. And that kind of like summed up our relationship of me just like learning from him, watching the way that he operates and the way that he trains. And yeah, he's just, he's a good friend as well. So just being there for us outside of the room, uh, it it was cool. And we've developed a really cool relationship over the past couple of years. Okay. How about, uh, so that's like, that's cool. That's like the, the approach and right. The, the ideology almost of, of the, the way to, to see the sport now on the mat, was there anything you took from him technically or, or, you know, whether he was actually trying to teach it to you or just things you picked up? Yeah. I mean, I learned not to go upper body with him pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, but yeah, just, uh, his intensity, his intensity was, was pretty, uh, apparent right away of the way that he drilled the way that he would uh go live was there was there was no hesitation in in positions it was get to your ties get to your positions explode through hard finish and foot on the gas the entire time so there was no there was no lax in the in the match that when we would be practicing it was foot on the gas the whole time find your position find your position find your position and explode and uh that it just it just helped my intensity, I would say, with that with that kind of approach to the, to the match. He wasn't he wasn't there to hang out, which uh, yeah, which is it, it's hard if you, if you're used to only wrestling four out of the six minutes, and you're going to be in for a dogfight when you wrestle Chanzo. Sure, found a great training partner out there. Obviously, previously and 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 once again, you have a great maybe the best training partner in Jordan. Maybe just just similarities and or differences between between the two and again just from your perspective things you 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 took away yeah i mean this is the thing about jordan is there's outliers in the sport 
and then there's Jordan Burroughs. And the guy doesn't have an off day. And I've I've been around him now. This is I was seven years with him in Nebraska, and now being here in Philly with him, it's incredible. I I just I can't even emphasize it enough of the way that Jordan approaches training is unmatched in every way that I've been around. And I've been around just rub shoulders with the best guys in the country for a long time. And I, I I've never seen anything like Jordan. He his his way his intensity in the room is he just doesn't care about your well being as far as he's gonna crush your spirit every time. And that that elevates the room. You can tell when Jordan's in the room and he's wrestling live, it elevates the room. And so it's just cool to be able to learn from him. And he's very open about just speaking with us and pouring into us on his mentality and his mindset. And even, even him being open about the fear and his stress and the nerves that go into, you know, even a hard workout of like, you you hear him talk about being nervous to push himself. You you hear him talk about hitting these walls and it's not any easier now than it was for him when he was in college. It's the same challenge over and over and over again. But to him, he's so well versed in being able to break down those barriers that uh you you can you kind of gain confidence from it because you just see him meeting that fear and, and pushing it over and you just being there with him, you're like, well, I can do the same thing. And so you just like start to get that mentality as well when you when you face those challenges. I, I have anyways in my experience with them. Man, that's super cool to hear about a guy like him who's, you know, he's he's it. Talk about fear, even fear of a workout or fear of pushing yourself or, you know, wh- when is the first time you because I think those are things I say we right. I, I did wrestle at one point. Um but it's the we all kind of probably have thought or felt those kind of things. But when it's the first time you it, it clicked from you, like or maybe you heard him say those kind of things, like, oh wow, it's this is normal. The best of the best deal with this. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, yeah, like I've always kind of known that, and you kind of you know that there's these these challenges that you have to break down, and that there are these things just in training of like you start to see these. Uh, it relates to the mat of when you're training and you're backing away from the challenge when you're training and when you should be pushing, but you hold back and then you watch the way that you compete and you see yourself in these moments of deep levels of fatigue and stress and anxiety. And instead of rising to the challenge, you back away. And so I think I'd always had a little bit of it, but it's really hit me after college, I would say these past few years, I've, I've started to really grow in that and step into that uh, fear and try to figure things out and being a part of Jordan, being a part of the Philly, the Penn RTC has helped me a lot because it's not just a college team. It's, we have a full RTC of guys that are doing whatever they can to be a world champ. So that kind of mentality spread throughout this whole team. I don't want to be left behind. And so I have to think about what am I struggling with? What, why am I not successful? Why am I not accomplishing the goals that I want? And so I'm doing a lot of work outside of the room, figuring out things mentally. And that way, when I come into the room, I'm ready to go. And so, yeah, I mean, it, and you see Jordan talking about it as well. And it's just, it makes it normal. It, it normalizes the fear of like, you're the only one that feels this. 
And when he's talking about it, you're like, okay, like this is normal, like relax. Let's just push through here. Yeah. So I guess, you know, we, we talked about Pennsylvania or excuse me, California and going out there and training with Vincenzo. How, you know, did Jordan call you up and be like, bro, want you back or, or, you know, come join the team or how, how did it with slay? How, how did it, you know, it, at least start with the, like the idea of like, you know, there's an opportunity in Philadelphia. Yeah. So it was crazy. Um, it was actually in a, in a period of time where I, I was thinking about leaving California, didn't have really any other opportunities presented to myself. And I was, I was already thinking about reaching out to other people, um, and it just so happened when within all that, that Jordan calls me and he was like, Hey, I don't know how your situation is in California. I know it sounds like you've been liking it, but we need a 70 kilo at the PRTC. And he goes, I, I think that you would be a good fit. And it was just like a super, I don't know if to me is a God thing of like, it, it kind of fell into our lap. And then I got a, in contact with coach Slay and, uh, just right away that his leadership was seemed like I, I would be a good fit under him and the ball just kind of got rolling and went out and visited in Philly and I fell in love with it and I just I was telling my wife like she she was freaking out like going coast to coast she's small town Nebraska took her out to the west coast and now I'm like we're moving to the city in Philly and that was overwhelming for her but she she just trusted me and she trusted the guys that we were going to be a part of and uh yeah it's it's been a blessing man you went you went out you know you live in california you went out and visited you, i fell in love with it you know i'm sure jordan being there was a factor and being able to train and and all that but what what about the prtc aside from jordan uh did you like well i like the team aspect of it um I like the fact that I'd have a guy smaller than me to train with, with Joey uh, and guys bigger than me with Jordan and Dave. And then, you know, I Mark, I don't get to go with too much, but um, having two college programs that get to kind of rub shoulders with and have partners there and the leadership uh, with those teams. And then just being with Slay, uh, he's our RTC is different in Slay's not affiliated with the college program. So his focus is just us. And he, he he's well-versed in, in freestyle. And he's coached at the highest level. He's competed at the highest level. And the idea of just being fully entrenched in freestyle was what I wanted to be a part of. And I just, all these guys, when I talk to them, they, they want to be successful. And they're not worried about anything else and that's that's the environment that i thrive in the most because then it just elevates me daily and yeah i just i, I knew it would be a good a good spot to be in are you a philly cheesesteak kind of guy Dude, i haven't even had a cheesesteak yet i uh over, I, stop, stop. I know, I know. i'm a pizza guy so every time i don't really eat that kind of food very much anyways but when I do have the opportunity, I usually just go out and get a pizza. But yeah, I mean, I, I gotta go get a cheesesteak. I was even thinking it, it's my one year wedding anniversary on Sunday, and might have to go get a cheesesteak right before we get into this training camp for uh, for Final X. Please do. I'm, I'm a I, I I mean I love pizza as much as anybody, but I love a good Philly cheesesteak, and and I've had a bunch in Philly, and I've liked pretty much all of them. But I was 
can ask your opinion, but I won't because disappointingly you haven't <laughs> oh, had one yet. Well, well, it's funny because going into the U.S. Open, my Instagram algorithm was so dialed in on the Philadelphia food scene. So I have a notes uh, in my phone of like hundreds of places. Like it's like it's and categorized like places to get a drink, places to get a cheesesteak, places to get a pizza, like rooftop. Like I have everything. It's a whole document. So I probably know of the places. I just haven't tried them. All right. Well, what's the best pizza you found so far? My favorite is Angelo's. Um, and then there's one, there's this little, uh, town called Fishtown that, uh, Pizzeria Badia and Badia is pretty, pretty good. But my favorite right now is Angelo's. Okay. Angelo's. I'll have to give it a shot next time I come out. Uh, okay. U.S. Open 70 kilos. Um, I don't know. What were your expectations coming in? Was it like, I I'm coming here and I know I'm going to win. I'm coming. I hope I'm going to win. I come see how I do. Um, so I definitely, I'm definitely not a guy that says like when I win, you know, like, and I, I just, I think it's, I think it's kind of a, people want to build themselves up of like, there's no way that I can lose. And I just don't believe that. I think you could get rolled up. And I think at the tournament, you, we saw that happen at several different places. Um, so I just knew going into it, the focus was, I, I knew I have, I have the ability to win. No matter who I wrestle, no matter what happens, I had full confidence that if I wrestled to the best of my ability, if I was willing to give full effort, I have the ability to win. And so the the effort I was willing to give, the small things that I wanted to focus on, I knew if I could stay on track there that I was going to be able to win this tournament. And for me, the focus was on Alec Pantelio. Um, the, I mean, he he was so clearly the guy to beat that – I figured like, hey, Sammy Sasso has beaten this guy last year. Um, given the circumstances of the match, I didn't know if it would be, if he would be able to to win that match again. So I, I was focused on him, and I was watching him, training for him. Um, there wasn't really many other guys that I was like, I, hey, I need this look in practice, and it was all geared towards Alec. And when he got upset, I had to – it was actually right before I wrestled and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I had to calm myself down and be like, I got to go out there and wrestle this match. Like, first of all, I got to win. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but then, it, and then I just, you know, regroup and then one match at a time kind of mentality. But uh, I mean, I was expecting to win the tournament for sure. All right. I guess after the semis, you got maybe, I mean, 24 hours or something like that till the finals. Right. And it, all the whole time you thought it was going to be Alec. Now, now you know who it is, and it's Sammy. And you guys, I think you wrestled in Austin, right? Um, uh, we wrestled in Austin, and we wrestled for third and fourth at the World Team Trials last year. Okay. So, you know, how do you get ready, right? And I guess I'm not – I don't mean physically, right, like warm up and stretch and do shots. I mean, like, is there much to do in that last 24 hours to prepare for a certain person, in this case, Sammy Sasso? Yeah, small things, um, just small technical things that we're focused on. And Coach Slade does a good job of not throwing a ton at us as far as clogging up our mind, but just reassuring us in what we're good at and going out and executing. And to to me, I think going into that match, 
the past two times I had wrestled Sammy were pretty, I, I had a pretty comfortable lead in those last two matches. And I felt like my ability, my athletic ability to get to his legs and finish was quite high. And I was, I don't think I was quite ready for the fight that he, that he brought. And I didn't really, I knew how I'd, I'd beaten him in the past. And I just figured I'd be getting to those same positions and being able to win in those same positions. And uh, the match kind of got out of hand and it, it was definitely had to dig deeper this time. Um, and I think that was a mistake on my end. I think mentally I, I was a little bit more lax than I should have been uh, when it, when it came to, to getting in the heat of things. Sure. It was, it was an awesome match. We're going to, we're going to watch it now and pull it over. Um, we're going to let this thing play and you can kind of talk me through it. Tell me your thoughts. You can really anything you think here. I'm not going to ask you questions yep. the whole time. Um, but yeah, you thought you'd, you'd just go like last time, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about going into this match of what, what is he going to do different? He's obviously coached really well at Ohio state and I knew he was going to make adjustments and I wasn't quite sure what those adjustments were going to be, and but I felt it right away. Like right here, he was already so much more aggressive than he was the first two matches. The first, I mean, the, last year he came out and he collar tied me hard, but I came out and double legged him, and I think that put a lot of hesit hesitancy in him moving forward. And here, I mean, he just closed the gap right away, and it was uh, clearly it the the mentality was don't don't let him breathe, you know, don't let him have any any space and that, I mean, I just, I felt a little off as well. Timing wise, like that shot, you could just see, I was, you know, I was up half a step behind and yeah. yeah so, I mean, that, and that, that's kind of a similar position where I've, I've been able to score on them in the past two matches. So, so there I was like, okay, well I'm all right. And then got to be tough in parterre. I think that I've made a big jump moving to the PRTC in that position. Sure. Well, and now for a lead a minute in, you got to be feeling good about that. But in those opening seconds, when you say you're like, I, I, immediately I felt a difference. He closed the distance. He was more aggressive. You're not probably thinking these thoughts, but like that information's coming to you right away. Are you thinking I got to make adjustments or are you making adjustments to his adjustments? Yeah. I just, uh, in, in these moments, I'm, I'm trying to make those like, create the space, stay in position, stay in the hand fight. Don't let them control the center of the mat. And then, I mean, see like that. And just in that moment too, that there's another didn't time it well, have a step behind getting caught. And so mentally I'm kind of like, I, I am a step behind. Like, I don't, I don't really, I can't really feel what's going on. And I think this is why, I mean, I just kind of slow down and I'm not really, I'm not really bringing the fight to him. I'm kind of just letting it come to me. And that that's where I think I got in trouble in this match later in the second period is you can just see Sammy's dictating the pace. He's dictating the pace. He's controlling center. He's getting his hands on. And I'm just kind of weathering the storm. And there's not really a whole lot of momentum in my, in my favor. Have you watched us, you know, since before this, have you watched it since it happened? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. So you have time to process this and think it through and there you're catching that far ankle and he's obviously really yeah. good when you're on his legs i'm sure you're aware of that 
Yeah, yeah, and that was that. That was another thing about this match. He, I don't think he's ever really hit my leg that hard, and uh, so that that kind of was another, like, just another little piece of like, okay, now he's shooting more than he than he has in the past, and he hit my leg. So there, yeah, it was just a weird match for me mentally. I think more than anything else of like really being hesitant, and and it, it slowed me down for sure. I mean, he did a good job. Now, are you like, okay, I don't, it's, it's like, do people think during matches or are they processing? Or is it just all feel? But, you know, are, are, is that a thing to you? Are you like, I'm a half a step behind or I'm not being as aggressive or I am off? Do you know those things in the moment or is it like having gone back and watched it, you, you, you realize that? No, I can feel it. I can feel it for sure in the match. And I think those are, those are the kind of adjustments uh, that, that I'm working on right now in in my development is feeling those things and being able to like change it change like change it now change it now don't let a minute to a minute and a half go by of like i'm a step behind i'm a step behind like and you're you're just kind of waiting on the outside hoping that something changes it's like you gotta i'm trying to make that switch of like he's a step ahead circle out take a deep breath bang go right back to the middle and get get your offense going get your motion going um because yeah i mean you see it in this match it's like i I waste i I score with a minute and then two minutes of not really seeing another opportunity and now i mean now this is the now this is sammy's match like he he lives in the in these positions of like just push the pace push 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 hoping the guys will take this bad shot and that's where he's best and i mean you kind of just see that happen right there like on cue yeah it's crazy to think that you went up four nothing you know early but you felt like it was his match or, you know, he was dictating the rest of it. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can just see his body language. He, he, and you feel that in matches as well. Like I, I, and that's another thing that, that just working on of like body language matters, the way that you present yourself in your stance matters. Like you could see that he's confident. And as a competitor, you're like, man, I'm ahead, but I feel as if I'm losing these positions. Yeah, and then another, I mean, just lack of lack of awareness there. That that's a position I should have won. I don't want to say panic, but is there like a, a an oh crap kind of feeling now? Like shit, that that lead oh, yeah. went away. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh for sure. I mean, now now it's I just I'm I'm losing now, and I was ahead four zero. There's not, I mean, there's two minutes left and there's plenty of time, but you just, you can see, I, I, I could feel the match slipping through my fingers and there, I just, yeah, again, like he's not really taking any steps back. It's not like he's surprised that he scored on me. It's like, he's confident and he wants to continue to pour it on here. And that, that kind of, you know, that those are the things that's the match within the match of, not really a technical thing. It's not really about the the wrestling more the mentality of like, he's, he's trying to break that little bit of will that I have left of like, it's fine. You know, putting that aside is, is not an easy task. And it, like, it's clear now sitting here talking to you, watching it. I don't think I, I maybe picked up on it as much in the moment, but yeah, he is, yeah. he hasn't taken a step back and the momentum's definitely, there's, 
So there I was, I was, uh, I knew it was four, four. I had to get a push out anyways. And he was putting so much heat on me that I ended up giving up that push out because I wanted to have a break right there to just like pull my sock up, relax. And I knew I had to go get one anyways. <laughs> yeah. And they, I mean, these are positions too, that I haven't really struggled with them before of him getting these turns so that I, I don't think I was quite ready for those positions. Usually it was like, you know, his wizard and, and cradle and I, these little tips were killing me. Yeah. I hit two or three of them. Yeah. Now and I'm 30 seconds on him. You're like, Oh, I mean, I'm getting tipped a bunch now. So like, what do I need to, those adjustments I think are a little bit more difficult. Cause like, I'm not going to stop shooting. He's not going to stop trying to tip. Yeah. Yeah. And or tipping. I don't know hey, what how do you I won think? this challenge. To be... Go ahead. I said, I don't know how I won this challenge, to be completely honest. I thought I lost the match. I thought the match was over right here. There's a time where the, the camera streams over to me and, yeah, right here. I'm sick. I thought, I, I figured match is 9-6. We threw the brick. Nothing changes of if I'm down 10-6, I need to take down to a turn. If I'm down 9-6, I need to take down to a turn. Like, doesn't matter. And that's what, uh, yeah, I just, I was, I felt like I just, I just let the match go right there. I was like, I blew it. The match is over. So they went 2-1 two on, two one on that, right? Because it was 7-5. Oh, but then they go 2-2? Two, two? Yeah, so I, I, the only thing that I can think of, like, yeah, I'm thinking there's no way that I, I look up and I saw it and I was like, there's no way that was my points. And I think that there's a moment before where his hand kind of hits the mat. Like he he reaches back just slightly and then he grabs and tips. And I don't know if that's what the ref saw where they count that as two. But when they changed the score, I asked the ref, I was like, is that score right? And then you see this camera pan over to me. And I said, does it take down win it? Because there were so many two and ones. And I was like, all right. I got to go get it here <laughs> right off the whistle. I knew I was going to shoot on freaking real. Get big, get big. I knew as soon as the shoulder hit, it was over. What a Crazy. swing of emotions. So yeah. And that's what it was. That's what that celebration was. It was like going from, I lost this match. Like there's no way that they're going to give me these points to, going and getting that takedown buzzer beater like they, I'm, I'm in disbelief like it, it was such a surreal moment I couldn't believe it the craziest thing what's that go ahead no go ahead I was the whole training camp we'd done these small short goes of down by one 30 seconds left down by one 20 15 seconds left 10 seconds left seven seconds left and we Done, did a lot of these, a lot of reps of seven seconds left. You need to go get a takedown. And we, we would track our percentages of like, how well are we, are we uh, scoring on these? Like how many, how often are we actually getting a takedown? And Slay just kept pushing us of like, Hey, you want to get these percentages up to, we had a certain goal that we wanted to hit. And obviously who you're wrestling would affect those percentages. But these, I mean, we practice these moments and train these moments. And I just never in my mind thought that I was going to be in this position. And the fact that it came and I scored on something that was so unlikely 
I mean, it was just like, as a sports moment, as a sports fan, and as a kid growing up, you watch these cool moments happen. Like, I'll, I'll remember that moment for the rest of my life. Like, just unbelievable. I know there's recency bias to it, but like, is that, is that like, I don't want to say the best moment of your wrestling career, but are there any others that stick out like that? I don't know. I mean, that has to be the greatest moment for me. I've, I've wrestled in high stakes matches before. I've never had that kind of just the, the whole, the whole thing. Like your, your season's on the line to go to final X, to make a world team, us open finals, losing in the way that I was losing, like blowing a lead, having a comeback, facing that adversity and then going out and getting it. It just was like an out of body experience. Did it, you know, sometimes it's like, doesn't even sink in. Obviously it's sunk in. You're super excited, but like when you walk off the mat, calm down, maybe do an interview and, and, and sit in the stands. Did you ever like get a second to sit back and be like, Holy, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I was I was in the stands probably 15 minutes later sitting next to my wife and my parents and my wife kept asking me. She was like, "Are you okay?" Like, "Are are you like?" And I was just sitting there and I wasn't like just like, "Oh my gosh." And I kept telling her like, "I'm fine." I just like I can't believe that that just happened. Like I I could not believe that I was in that scenario. And yeah, I don't I don't remember the like I don't physically remember like celebrating and and doing all that like I I can't even I kind of blacked out there but I've watched it so many times that it's like I'm watching somebody else go out there and do it so it's like a it's the weirdest feeling but yeah I mean we we trained for those moments and the the things that I had been doing and training I mean just the whole past six months of going overseas taking losses that I was just super frustrated with not seeing how I'm getting any better. And I feel like I was going backwards to just continuing to put the work in and doing hard things. Um, that's why I do hard things. That's why I do things every week that push me mentally, physically, um, not just in the wrestling room. And it's for moments like that of like digging deep and knowing that just through repetition that I've done this before, that I've felt this kind of anxiety before that I've been stressed out and having to go and push and push deep and figure it out. And so yeah, it was just it was cool to see all that work pay off. One of the one of the cool all the things you said, one of the coolest and most, maybe most interesting is like we're doing 30, 20, 15, 7 second goes. Like and you're tracking percentages, right? So this is like this is like Rocky or I mean Drago and the scientific training like you guys are actually uh keeping notes and data on how many times you win the seven seconds and how many times you lose and what your percentage is like. And, and is this a week? Is this over? Is this a month? How, you know, what? So this, this is, this is every week, every week we're getting, and we have a group chat where these numbers are getting put out in the chat of like, Hey, you're, you know, Jordan was here. Mark was here. Tyler, you have this. And uh, like Tyler, your, your percentages were low. Like you need to be picking it up next week. Like there's those kind of things. And so there's a, an accountability there as well. And yeah, I mean, Slay even brought it up when we were starting to do this of like, we've seen guys win with eight seconds left. We've seen guys win an Olympic gold medal down by one or down by two. And, you know, we've seen it happen. And to us, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, but it's not going to be us, you know, <laughs> we're not. And, right. but they matter. 
And it could be the opposite scenario where you have to be able to stay disciplined where you're not losing focus like that and getting taken down. And yeah, you never think that you'll be in those scenarios until it happens to you. And then you're sick that you haven't trained it, you know? What a wild, what a wild match. What a wild finish. That that was an awesome breakdown too. I appreciate you kind of walking us through it the way you did after watching it. Um, So, you know, but for you, you got to enjoy it, be happy about it, but like put it to bed at some point and look ahead at, you know, Zane Rutherford staring across you at the mat. You, know, you talked about Pantelio kind of was the focus coming into this. Now it's going to be Zane. Um, I, I, excuse my ignorance, but have you, have you wrestled Zane? Um, do you guys have a history before? Uh, yeah, I've wrestled Zane one time in – 2021 world team trials in Lincoln for third and fourth. And he rolled me up in like two minutes. <laughs> so then that was, uh, yeah, I, I think there was a lot of stuff going on for me. Uh, I don't think I wrestled well that whole tournament and I definitely was not ready to go when I stepped on the mat with him. And he, he kind of surprised me when he, as, as soon as he grabbed me, I was like, Oh geez. And I was not, I was not ready for, for what he, he was about to bring. So, I have wrestled him. I think it'll be a lot different this time around. When you say he surprised me right away when he grabbed me, was it – and you even said Sammy kind of surprised me this last time. He, he took it to me, closed the gap, and you, 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 you verbalized it pretty well. What was it about Zane that surprised you? The dude is so strong. It's unbelievable. He feels like a steel rod. And I was like – Whoa. It, it was like a, it was just a strength that I, that I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I mean, I'd wrestle, you know, you're wrestling college guys, you're wrestling. I'd wrestled like Chanzo and stuff, but it just, it felt different. And so I think that kind of just, I hadn't felt that from a 70 kilo guy in a while. So it was just different. Like I, in that same tournament, I had wrestled Deacon, but Deacon's kind of a taller, lankier guy. And he has a different, he, he feels incredibly strong as well but it's it's it was a different type of field zane being a little bit more compact uh brings a little bit more punch to it yeah have you started i'm sure but i guess to what degree have you started really giving thought to this match or sitting with slay or jordan or whoever and like whether it's game plan or just things to to be aware of or adjustments to make from last match yeah um so far I've I've been taking this week kind of light uh just kind of taking a big a deep breath uh we'll have 5 weeks starting next week to to get ready to go um so I haven't put too much thought into it yet I just uh I'm prepared for the challenges that that, that I will have though coming into this training camp like I know like that I feel comfortable even talking about just like that last match of like hey I it's pretty obvious what what went well for Sasso in that match and watching it. I know those guys are going to see that and you know, the strategy could be very similar. And so I know what I'm going to need to work on. I, I've felt Zane now and uh, he's going to present different challenges. He, he is a shooter. He does obviously his foot's going to be on the gas the entire six minutes. So yeah, as far as strategy is, I, uh, I got a few things ready to go. And other than that, though, it's going to be similar mentality of what I what I was thinking about going in the U.S. Open of. I know I'm capable of winning. 
And I know that my effort and my ability, if I'm wrestling to the best that I that I possibly can, I I believe that I'll beat him. I, I believe I'll, I'll be on the world team this year. And, um, you know, that 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 could mean the obstacles that are in the way, whether that's fatigue, whether that's holding the lead, whether that's having to come back and go get go get a takedown, losing late, uh, whatever those challenges are going to be. That's going to be the prep uh, going into this training camp of getting my mind ready to go for those battles where whatever it may be that we're willing to face them and uh, step into the heat of it. Since the last time you wrestled Zane, do you think you've improved more physically or mentally? I would say both. Um, I've also feel like I've, I've gotten a lot better at just understanding my, my weight cut and how to, how to be fully prepared for, for that of, you know, having the, being the biggest and strongest that I can possibly be. And then, yeah, I think I've grown tremendously mentally. I just having a few extra years of moving to California helped me a lot where I'd always had coach Manning and Snyder and these guys pouring into me and providing a lot of structure and helping me through different challenges. Going to California was not like that. And I had to figure out a lot of things I had to figure out a lot of things on my own where it was like, Hey, if you no no one's going to be telling you what the structure is. No one's going to be telling you what you need to be doing. So if you want to be successful, you better figure it out. And so I took a lot more responsibility in my progression that way, which just helped me. It helped sharpen me. And now moving over to PRTC is I have those tools that I, that I had to develop in California. And I'm also now a part of this team where everyone's doing that. And so, so it's just accelerating my my progression, and uh, I feel like I'm I'm on an upward trend, and I'm going to ride it and continue to to press into this and try to squeeze out as much potential as I can possibly get. What excites What excites you most about this next set of matches? Whether it's wrestling Zane, wrestling in Final X, the opportunity to make a world team. And you can't say all of it. It could be something I didn't say, but what excites you the most about this next, this next opportunity? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to wrestle Zane. I think watching him at the world championships last year, I, I believe if that match in the finals with jet with Japan were to play out, I think Zane would have won that match. I, I, I just felt like he was the best wrestler in the weight. And so with that, it's cool because in my mind, I'm chasing down the world champ. I'm I'm chasing down the best in the world right now. And so there is that like he is he is the the mountain that I'm I'm moving towards right now. I'm I'm gonna climb that mountain and I'm gonna figure it out. And yeah, I just I'm two matches away from being able to enter in the tournament I thought about since I was a little kid of being a world champ. And I know that if I get through Zane and I make this world team. I'm absolutely capable of winning right away. Even though I've never competed at the world championships, I know that I beat Zane. I'm going to be able to beat anybody in the world. You said this is a tournament I've been eyeing for, for a long time or for forever, right? Which obviously it's, it's the world's. Um, have you always believed, you know, you always wanted to go there, but have you always believed like you do today that you are capable of going and winning? No, I haven't. I, a lot of times in the past, it's been a dream of, I hope I could do it if, you know, so-and-so tears his knee 
if this guy slips on a banana and I fall into a lace, then maybe I can make the world team, you know, like all those kind of crazy scenarios. And this has been really the first time of like, I, I truly believe I'm the guy and there there's a different level of confidence uh, that that I feel like I'm bringing to the mat. And yeah, on June 10th, if, if Zane's the better man, then so be it. But he's going to have the best version of me when I step on the mat. That's for sure. Belief is dangerous, man. Belief is yeah. dangerous. And as you know, like you, you, it's tough to do something if you don't believe, but it sounds like you, you truly believe. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity. Awesome. Well, Tyler, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, it's been awesome chatting with you and really kind of diving into your mindset over the last few years from moving to California and back over here and, and winning the U S open and, and the upcoming opportunities. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave you though with the final word to say anything you want to say about anything. Yeah, I think uh, just reflecting back on the, the U S open is this whole training camp. I feel like the way that God has impacted my training has just been super humbling of most of my career. I've tried to hold on so tightly to what I think would satisfy me and that if I could just win, if I could just be a national champ, I would be satisfied. If I could just win the U.S. Open, I'll be satisfied and then get to final X. And already the past few days, it's crazy how I, I've i I've stepped into it and I'm I'm super thankful that that God gave me a win. And I feel like he'd humbled me completely where I was ready to go into that tournament open, open palmed and win or lose. I was prepared to give him the glory either way. And to be able to experience that, that joy of whatever he was going to teach me in that moment. And it's crazy that already in the past few days, I've won the tournament. Now it's on to the next thing. And already I can feel myself. Well, if I just make the world team, if I just make the world team, then I'll be satisfied. And if I make the world team, then if I can just win a world championship, then I know I'll, I'll finally make it. And like, those are the temptations already that are creeping into my mind. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's never going to be enough. And I'm, I get the opportunity to be with Jordan and he's won seven world championships. And he would tell you that that's not what brings him the most joy. And that's not what, uh, that's not where he puts his identity in. And so it's cool to be a part of this program and to be with him as well. And just to be on this road of like, I really feel like God is stripping away my pride and my selfishness and my worldly desires. And I feel like I'm finally being able to enjoy this sport for what it is and be able to put my all into something and not find my true identity in it. And so, yeah, I just feel like I'm having the most fun I've ever had in this sport and I'm, I'm excited for, for whatever comes next. Well said, super well said, Tyler. Um, awesome, awesome interview. Awesome time hanging out with you. Uh, congrats on a great U.S. Open and, and best luck to you uh, uh, at Final X June 10th in New Jersey. We'll be out there, man. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Yep. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Okay, folks, man, that was that was awesome. Really good show with Tyler Berger. Appreciate him taking some time to talk with us. And that's going to do it. So uh, I will see you guys next time. Have a great day and adios.